let me explain to you the one time that Carl Janovitz, the monster, literally took a shit in the middle of a stage in public. Or whatever, I don't know, you know. <laughs> Just a bullshit idea. I feel like I feel like this this thing is just I feel like the best content comes from just us talking and figuring shit out in real time, and I feel like that's kind of been our strong suit. Like we can do prepped bits. I think the best thing we've done that's recorded so far is uh, this the open to. The podcast we used to do, well, we still do it, but we don't do it, whatever, Um, for the anniversary show, because we shot that in, like, we'd been talking about shooting it since we got on the plane, and then we actually shot it, and it took all of 45 seconds, and I think 5% of what we wanted in there was in there. But it was a bit, yeah. I, I think, I, oh, yeah. yeah. I think, especially as we evolve into this, you know, figuring out what we are and who, who this is, or who we are and what this is, or, you know, however you're supposed to say words. You know, we'll just keep getting better and better, and we'll, you know, something eventually stick to a wall or yeah. a, maybe the inside of a fan after it hits it. Ugh. I've been, and you and I have been talking about this been talking a lot about like self-worth lately and how much it applies to what we do i i think that what that means for the both of us is that we love what we get to do outside of our day jobs and our day jobs are fairly rewarding in the fact that it puts food on the table for Corey and his family and me and my dog um but when it comes to our passions, we're very lucky in that we've been able to apply this trade with a lot of great people. And I feel like we're both at very intriguing crossroads for what we do and who we are professionally. And you and I have talked about this, and I can cut all this shit out um, if we don't want to talk about. Well, this. Well, that would be one, like the bit we were talking about in the first episode. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna just chop up just one random segment, and then you're gonna have to just guess as a listener what didn't make the final cut. But I think you know, in general, just kind of make it more about you know, not just us specifically. Even though, thank you, listeners, for listening. We know you care. But I think in general, you know, self-worth and, you know, I don't want to get into one of those, like, head talky Corey Hammond trying to be intellectual and then can't even pronounce three-syllable words correctly. But there's this guy I've heard speak on worth, and especially when you're a man, and I'll, I'll name drop it, you know, the Jordan Peterson guy. And I don't want to get into Ugh. political situation, but there was one Fuck thing that I heard that he liked, and, and uh, you know, it was part of the identity of a man is your work not just your your labors but what you work hard at to achieve what you know whether it's the 
the actual physical or, or, or tangible achievement of surviving to the next day, which is kind of like your, your, your entry level step to just trying to be an adult. But, you know, as we reach that, that mid thirties little, you know, fake touchstone mark on a, on a, on a man's life, you know, when you're still struggling to fight for something, when you wish you had already completed that, you know, side quest or that main mission 10 years ago, um, and you and you still got a lot of those little blips on the map that you need to, to check off to get to where you want to be. The self-worth thing comes into question, but it's funny because I, I coach my, my kid specifically, and I, I always have, and I probably always will, but also other kids when I do the youth coaching. And one of the messages that I tell them, but I feel like I'm telling myself most of the time, is that, <laughs> hey, man, no matter what, you just you just keep fighting. And that's really what I've kind of tried to do. I think my caricature kind of plays that, whether it's in-game or, um, you know, the scrappy kind of like, you know, shit talker that I sometimes embody. But you're going to be dealt shit. And in, in any road or any quest, there's always going to be those bumps and those obstacles. But if you literally just keep fighting, you never give up. I mean, look, look, at, look at this. There's a situation where somebody's embodied that and now almost four years later still thinks that they won uh, a, a situation where 70 times courts have told him, no, you have not. But that perseverance, Matt, that's, that's, that's what it takes. You got to win. Yeah. Or cheat. No, or that fraud or get indicted <laughs> or steal or be... A hypocrite in every single sense of the word um but i think that's also a little american too matt mm. <laughs> i think it's this i think it's the idea of resilience like if you're constantly resilient like i feel like both of us have had to be to get to where we are it exhausts the fuck out of you like i i'm looking at my life after having long conversations with a lot of people I care about, including you. Like, I'm stepping back, or at least trying to step back from doing as much as I do. And I I wrestle with that a lot in my head, because I love talking into a microphone specifically. This is the most addicting thing in my life and I think I'm pretty good at it like you are I I think well thank you I wasn't fishing for compliments I was actually setting up to say I hate myself I know I I felt that too so I had to (laughs) cut you off thank you're a good friend Corey um but trying to whittle the last 16 years so like I feel like this is the most successful I've been in my career and I feel like there are times where it's not enough, and I think that that's chasing validation, that's chasing, you know, this idea of more. And like I've sufficient, I was happy to work myself to death. Like every six months or so, I crash, I wipe, I wipe out, I completely collapse um i think 
when we were in... At least you finished in... the races, though. Let's be clear. That's true, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> but but to, to speak to that weekend, like I think at one point I was either so dehydrated or exhausted that my body was spasming as I was sleeping on a couch with nine other dudes in that house. Yeah, I got lucky in that department. But I think the thing is, is that with labor, right, and, and, and the grind of even the dream, right? Like when you're grinding towards a dream, it's a lot easier to grind than, you know, let's say, you know, for instance, looking into, into my own past when I had to wake up at 5.30 in the morning to get to a construction site by 6.15 to just be just some useless idiot, you know, just getting yelled at trying to, you know, in, in Spanish sometimes, which I had to figure out <laughs> relatively quickly. Um, <laughs> not enjoyable, but you still got to grind. But, you know, ha the, even the grinds that you work towards that you are, are your passion, it, it's still a grind. So I think, you know, that crash, as long as you, you Phoenix right out of that shit eventually, because in our talks, Matt, and, and I've thought about the, sim the similar instances myself, but just for our listeners as well, you you got to realize when you're thinking of the negative because I've, I've this is another thing that I've been recently been preaching to others but it's also been helping myself like I look at my my three-year-old and it's like man he's got to meet, meet this you know major mark in his development and he's got to do this but sometimes as stressful as it is, as, as, as little sleep that I get, I'm like, man, it puts it into perspective to see my my almost 15-year-old. And I was like, ah, oh, that shit goes so fast. Yeah. So I have the, the literal, you know, vision of it in my face. Like, don't take for granted these little, you know, these little positives, these 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 little optimisms along the way. Because, I mean, realistically, every single moment of your life is going to be how you perceive it. So the, the specific instance in which we're perceiving the thing that we're talking about, let, let's just say there's a lot of negative that goes into it, and rightly so, whether it's the negative reaction to the negativity or just the overall negativity around something that you maybe love. you got to try to find the positive. So for me, you know, the situation we're talking about, I try to hold on to those things that have, have made me passionate about it in the first place. And if, you know, things work out, that'll be the benefit. And, and if not, in one way or another, I'll try to focus on those positives to, to, to help me through all of that negative. Because you just got to fight, man. That's what I'd say. Fuck it. We're right there. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to work out. Lord, I wish I knew. Um, just trying to figure out what the actual fuck is life is is the thing. Like, I lost my my train of thought for a second because I'm very tired. <laughs> um, yeah, man. What but is life? Trying to find, trying to find victory in those little moments. It, it's hard for me because I judge the shit out of myself, and there's this hyper competitiveness that I don't know where it fucking started from. 
but I know it's always been there, and I, and I think it taps into anger and shit like that. But you try to get this understanding of, oh, I hate losing, and I know that that's a massive trigger for me. And you're trying to identify and assign why the fuck that's there. And I've never gotten a clear answer on that. But I know that that went into the race. Like, I refused to fucking lose that thing for a myriad of reasons. But my hyper-competitiveness is, is a huge positive and a huge detriment because I think that drives me. Yeah. The idea of losing when you're a, you know... When you're a fat kid playing fucking Little League Baseball and you lose and you are always made to feel or you are you like get this impression that you're supposed to be this, but you really want to be that. Like me wanting to be an athlete as a kid was a thing. Like I wanted to play, like I couldn't play football in high school because we didn't have football in my high school. And I think like three high schools in Brooklyn yeah. um, ha- had football. But even within that, like, I wasn't built for that. Like, my knees fucked up. My ankles are all fucked up. Like, I wouldn't have lasted in in football. But I have this competitive spirit that is good and fucking terrible. Like, Alex Soberman can tell you about times when I was a diehard football fan. Like, when I was, before I got into anything really earnestly in terms of sports and I was still just fucking... 21, 22 and full of piss and vinegar and just like having fucking breakdowns because the Giants lost. It's funny. I lost my fandom fandom in a really weird way. We don't have to necessarily go into that. But Mm. I think it's funny. As you were talking it out, you were were saying some of the things that I was going to respond to because some of the negativity from the, the effects of the competitiveness or or the the need to win and the perceived loss i think you know sometimes you you perceive situations as oh, i lost that one right and it's it's not as black and white in real life sports makes it nice and easy there's a, there's a there's a there's a point system and then we can figure it out but you said it it's it that that competitiveness can also be the positive drive that gets you or has gotten you to where you've been and i think when you're calling games specifically, I think you get the essence of what the competition is because not you know not just in the overall grand scheme of the the wins and you know the the points scored and the points you know allowed, but the individual matchups and and each individual competition within a play, and I think you bring the context of what this you know sport what this you know basically fight works out to be and hey i don't think in my opinion i don't think anybody could bring our a7fl game more to life than the real matt ryan of football (laughs) matthew fucking ryan mfr hey yeah the voice of a7fl I think that for, and that's very kind of you. I I can't do what I do without you, Rob, Corey, and our team, because it kind of like assuages a lot of shit and just makes it a lot easier. 
Um, if and when we come back next year, I think I'm going to be in a different place with a lot of things. And I, I honestly feel like I regressed last season. I feel like I wasn't as good as I could have been. And I think I was very focused on a lot of different things and I was trying to control things I couldn't necessarily necessarily control. And also, I think we were competing with ourselves. Or at least I was. Well, I, I had fun. Uh, I had a, no, thing. it was a lot of fun. I don't, I don't no, over, like, I think we... I don't we as a team got what better. I do. I'm, I'm out there with, with my guys watching a sport I love, just talking and uh, embarrassing myself in front of former NFL coaches, which, you know, I'll eat. <laughs> but this, uh, this, little, this little patch, it too shall pass, Matt. It too shall pass. I know. And before you know it, there'll be games to call, there'll be things to do, and there will be padless football to be played but i'm gonna tell i'm gonna give you an actual since we're we're getting real real deep here this will be the deep cuts saying deep words i i was playing in a flag game this weekend man and to be fair it's been a while since i played a game um with the flag it's a, a whole different style that i'm not necessarily best suited for but Man, after coaching and helping out with my, my my freshman son who excelled this year, and I'm watching him on Hell varsity, yeah. uh, you know, doing things, and I'm like, wow, this kid's getting good. <laughs> I'm in there in a flag game. Now, I completed all but two of my passes, but th th these stupid hip touchers are getting me, man. Ah. I thought about it. I thought about it long and hard for, like, the ride home from that stupid little field, right? I was thinking, man, do I got it? Do I still got it? I am, I making that... a, am I making an A7FL announcement on the Saiyan Words podcast with Matt, Rob, and Corey? Shout-outs to Rob. <laughs> Love you, Rob. And Rob was actually going to join us this week, but he has no voice. He is actually joining us. He's just like he's the he's the the audio version of John Cena. It's uh, <laughs> which which is doubly confusing because we're an audio podcast. Exactly. So since he is here, he just has no voice. You can't hear him. You can't hear me is what he's saying. But since you can't hear him, it's just him waving his hand somewhere in uh, Trenton. Word life, basic Robinomics. Basic, basic Robinomics. I love that he's always a part of the show. He's, his presence is so big. He's such a, a big personality that his presence is here. His spirit lives on even without a voice. But I was thinking about it, man, and ah. Nope. I can't, man. I, I was facing it. It was like really the, the closest I've I, ever been to. Not, that's not maybe that's not true, but it was the closest I've ever been thinking. Of like, can I even do this? But like that's. But I'm gonna refocus myself. I'm gonna start watching My Hero Academia again. I'm gonna get back into work my <laughs> workout routine. I'm gonna lose all the weight that I gained from sitting around, 
from freaking stupid Halloween candy. Delicious, by the way. Oh. I got a uh, one to two many McFlurries, we'll say. Ooh. Wait, the McDonald's by your house has a fucking ice cream machine that works? All right, so where I live, there are four McDonald's, right? And one of the four McDonald's is definitely going to have a broken uh, ice cream machine. That said, I rotate it. So it's like like one of those little moving target situations. Like, Like, hopefully I don't ever run into the same... And there, it's you know the only thing that there's more of in my area are the Seven Elevens, Dunkin' Donuts, and Subways. So, bro, I went to a Dunkin' Donuts today by my house. Fucking terrible, like it was disorganized. I had to explain my order like fifteen. It's hit or miss with that funk of Dunkin' Donuts. There will be times where they'll get the order right, but then sometimes you'll show up, and fucking high school's getting out. It, I just, I I realized today as kids were playing in front of my building, I'm an old man now. Yeah, I I, I was, want these kids to get the fuck off of my lawn, so I can watch TV and work in peace. Yeah, I was driving my kids home from school today, and the conversation that I was having with them, I I, I just I I don't even want to share it because it was just such an old man conversation, and I was just like, you know, guys, I just want you to know that eventually. You're going to be me too. You think you're young now, but it'll happen before you know it, and you'll say something out of your mouth, and you'll be like, damn, you are an old man. Get off my lawn. Clint Eastwood, Gran Torino, old man. And I do find myself thinking that. They're, now, the thing about the Dunkin' Donuts and the Subways is they're, they're individually operated, so it is completely... Mm-hmm one way or the other where it's going to be good or not, right? So if Dunkin' Donuts does want to sponsor the Saying Words podcast, we will let you know which which perform better yeah, we'll point out to the your good name, ones and the bad ones. to your beautiful name, Dunkin' Donuts. But in my area, there's two Dunkin' Donuts. There's the one on Route 1 where you can go through the drive-thru and it's, it's a little bit more convenient. Or there's the one on St. George Ave, which there is no drive-thru, but every single time I walk in there, they give my my three year old son Munchkins for free. They love yeah. him. They they talk to him all the time. They think he's the greatest thing. Service and food, they're always better. The convenient one, one time, my wife ordered a uh, what is it? A frozen vanilla latte. That sounds right, but it's probably not. Oh, she got an ice latte. Mm-hmm. And. They did this little zip thing, right? Where they do the, 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 the blender, the Insta blender. Yeah. And my wife took a sip of her coffee and it was shards of a, a plastic cup that were inside the plastic cup. Yo, that's fun. Yeah, so I mean, listen. It's hit or miss. It's hit or miss and you know, it's kinda like it's kinda like the conversation we were talking about before. It's it's how you perceive it. But the one Dunkin' Donuts I do have to say on St. George Ave in, in, in Woodbridge and in Ford specifically, you guys are doing a great job. Everybody go there. <laughs> but, like, when I was about to retire at 36 years old and, and playing in this game, and, I, I, you know, the thing is, is I was still throwing the ball and completing it. It's just 
I'm stuck once again, you no had, blocking. You had one person on your fucking team, bro, who could help you out. Like the, the flag the, team, the flag team, they they haven't been blocking for me. That's probably. I just as your as your friend, I want to see you ball out. Because I also like watching you play football. Watching Corey Hammond lead a team is very fun television. But then there's the side of me where it's like, no one gets him an offensive line. No one gets him a chance to, to really lead an offense. And I like having both of my friends in the booth with me during the broadcast. Day. Yeah, I, I, so I it's like following the games too sometimes. Like some of those Vegas games when I was playing with the, the Omegas. Like, I, obviously, I enjoyed playing even when I was getting my ass kicked because I, I do – I don't take the opportunity for granted. I, you know, and plus, let's be honest, Matt, with the Omegas, with absolutely zero running game, I got to throw, you know, probably 90% pass plays, which is, you know, the book on me, but I'll, I'll take the arrows. But the point is, is that when I was faced with this kind of like – to, to kind of touch back on what we were talking about before, like, who am I? Like, how good am I? Can I, can, can I even continue to do this? And then I said, you know what? I don't think that I played a season in the A7FL, and I've been in for 10 seasons, including the double seasons where I was playing in the fall early on when we had it. Unfortunately, we don't have it this year in New Jersey. Mm. There's a baby kicking someone somewhere close to me. Um, from the inside, which is weird. And don't look too far into that. But last year, I was the, the healthiest that I've ever been, except mm. for the fact that I played five of the seven weeks unable to really move around, even though I did the whole weight loss thing because of my ankle. So, look, scratch that, rewind, reset, replay, action. Um Shout-outs to Joel, Joel Santana and Lil Wayne. Um, that's Rewind. Go back into the deep cuts to do a reference back to uh, Mario Neff, Zach Morgan the from last week. Whitest, whitest explanation of a Joel Santana song I think I've ever heard. I could go whiter. I could even go drywall white. Buddy, buddy, you could be eggshell. You could be the eggshelliest cracker I could ever meet. I know you have that in yes, you. I but believe I in still, you. But continue. This in story. my honesty with myself, I still have a pass to the cookout. It has not been revoked yet. Only in some states. Um, <laughs> I will never repeat which specific states. Not Arizona, though. I think they invited me in. Hmm. But we got, speaking of a, a terrible way to segue into a, a conversation, we're getting closer to Thanksgiving, my friend. We are. We are. We are about nine days away from Thanksgiving. Well, and who knows? Because let's be honest, you got plenty to do. And uh, based on what we just cut out, and the folks at home are going to have to tell us what they think in the comments, right? I'm going to keep that running joke <laughs> always. So just in the comments, uh, roast me. That's fine. But, you know, we're, we're, we're getting pretty close. And I want to say first, mm -hmm. I'm thankful for you, Matt. 
Aww, in in, in the, the same vein as we started this kind of deep thoughts, deep cuts conversation, I'm thankful for the ability to even do this. Like, you know, this was this started because you were just like, yeah, Yo, you want to do this? And one time we just did it and we were like, yeah, this is kind of cool. And I realized <laughs> that, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm doing this podcast. And then a couple other people were like, yeah, I know a couple people that do podcasts. And I was like, man, do like everybody do podcasts? But we still have more more uh, more listens than everybody, let's say. Let's be honest. You look on uh It it is very interesting how we kinda kick started a trend. Like we, we started doing doing the pod and then and now Well there's other all people our children. just outside of our A seven circle. It's like this guy does this Jets pod and gets like yeah. twelve views, you know, per week. you know, it's just like oh well, man. You know the the barrier for entry is way lower than when I started. Well, we were on Catholic. Like, the three on one podcast was the number one sports show in the world. I yeah, mean, we're it was doing the number something. one show on Catholic. Saying words yeah. is getting up there on the general information slash, you know, psychological. Yeah, we're getting a lot of hits in West Korea. West Korea is a big market for us. Shout out to all of our listeners in West Korea. Yes. And shout out Chick Korea. And specifically uh, patrons of the City Walk um, Chinese place in West you, Korea. You know you know what is hilarious? Do you know Do you know the one the one country where someone listened to an episode of the podcast? What's the most random country there, that's listened to the 301? There's three countries that have listened to the I've podcast. talked to fans in Germany of BIC, and I don't know if it was like an alt-group situation because it's the Brothers in Christ, or that's why they were fans of BIC, but it's is it Germany? No, it is not. You're close-ish. Is it, is it Liechtenstein? It's not Liechtenstein. Is it in that general, you know... It's in Europe, okay. like it is. It is. It is in Europe. It is not Slovenia. Latvia. It is very far away from. It is not Latvia. Denmark. It was a Dane. It it is close to Denmark. It, it is close to Denmark. You are getting way closer. Norway. Not Norway. Uh, I just don't. I'm trying to like narrow it in now. Here, just say it. I said almost every single... It's the Netherlands. Oh, Oland. Yes. Yeah, fucking... Someone in the Netherlands listened to an episode of the show. Why, I have no idea. But shout out to that Netherlander, the Netherlandian. Inside inside Corey Hammond information, uh, Holland, the Netherlands, is one of my favorite FIFA teams to play. Not for any that reason. I'm not. I'm not. You know, Dutch or anything like that. But my wife is Dutch. Does not make me Dutch well, by uh, association. No. Um, but she just reminded me, and her last name was Van Sant, so I should have known. But sketchy. Sketchy. No, but but FIFA, right? The reason I was I, I always played as Holland is Van Nistelrooy, and I just had to say that once. Not that it had anything to do with anything, and I just drove us off the ditch, but you're welcome, ladies and gentlemen at home, and whatever else. Van Nisselroy! And then 
that that's it. I had to play as them. And there's so many other names, but the 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 commentator on the video game, huh? Little little Easter egg. The commentator on the video game murdered every single one of those names. Absolute Matt Ryan fire, <laughs> and I just had to score FIFA. So yeah, so we have listeners in Holland, huh? Listener in Holland. Yeah, in the, yeah, someone in the Netherlands listening to the show. Um, thanks to everybody who who takes the time to listen. Um, I I am very thankful for you, Corey. I am list, I am thankful for all the people who give this show and give what we do a chance. And I I'm very thankful for the people who have kept me afloat this year. Like it has been a very long and exhausting year, and. I enjoy talking with you and Rob when we get him. And I'm excited to have more conversations, to say more words. And yeah, it's one of those positives in the in the midst of the negative. I feel like 2023 is like the LeBron James effect, right? So LeBron is always in the finals, so he always has that long season. And that's yeah. what 2020 was, man. 2020 was a long season. 2020, and I'm not talking about the A7FL. I'm just talking about life. And then life. 2021, you, we were still recovering, but it was still kind of crazy. 2022, we like barely made it, and we're like, all right. And now it's 2023. It's it's fucking November. We're like, holy shit, we got an election next year. Oh man. Oh fuck. And it's just like that that combined that that collective. What do the NBA players call it? Load management. Load management. We haven't been managing the load recently, so it's been a long no. year. But hey, man, to just send us out, just one quick premise, Matt, and you know it'll turn into another yeah. thirty minutes of me probably taking eighteen minutes of air up. But my wife and I, with Thanksgiving coming up, you know, we've done for years, and let me tell you, it's a lot of hard work for specifically just my wife. Um, but the the traditional Thanksgiving, the turkey. The mashed potatoes, the cornbread, oh, the cornbread's delicious, and on and on and on. So we're trying to think of, like, what's the alternative this year? Because we want to do an alternative Thanksgiving, but now my wife, I think she's kind of, like, thinking about it. But she's like, no, I, I, but I want to have some time. What are the absolute must-haves to make a Thanksgiving dinner feel like Thanksgiving if, dinner? If you do not have stuffing... At your Thanksgiving, I am not attending. Moreover, if it is not homemade Thanksgiving, homemade stuffing, I might slap box somebody straight out. What's the what's the box brand? It's Russell Stover's, right? Stovetop. 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 First of all, like I fuck with a good stovetop every once in a while, but growing up Thanksgiving and, and it is now Thanksgiving is my favorite meal. Yeah, it's not my favorite holiday because of yes. Uh, drunk parent reasons, but um, I I love the meal, and I'm very specific about what I want for the meal because I'm fat, and I, I I very much like turkey. One time, my wife made a, a a rosemary butter garlic. What what's it? Rosemary thyme butter garlic, like the traditional, you know, the traditional turkey. Yeah, but she did that on a chicken. Because we just didn't want to have Ooh. the whole thing, because we just didn't have enough people coming over, and then you know how it is with the fridge. Yeah, yeah. Yo, the chicken 
made like a turkey with the rosemary. It's amazing. There's no reason to eat turkey other than apparently there's a lot of them in America, so we just have this one just like purge, like turkey purge. (laughs) And, you know, shout outs to the turkeys. You know, trying to survive. Is that, is that what we should call it from now on? Turkey. I mean, that's what it Thanksgiving, is. is it it's it no not? longer Thanksgiving. It's a turkey like, purge. Turkeys could walk around all year, like doing their thing, and I, that's right. I just made the noise. Like it's May. Turkeys are turkey, and yo, November like what, sixth to November like eighteenth. Yo, they gotta be shaking. Is there a worse time to be alive for any? Other than maybe, like, right around Easter, all the chocolate bunnies. You should see Matt's face. Well, that's, a, that's an equivalency. Jesus so Christ. He's so mad at I'm me. Not that mad. I tried that well, I'm not mad at you. Well, I'm not mad at I'm you. I'm mad at myself. I'm, I'm just expecting. like. That joke didn't land like I wanted to. Well, because you because you started talking about turkeys, then you you went into chocolate Easter bunnies. I hope everybody like, can hear my wife absolutely roasting me. And rightfully so. I we cannot, but we should. So you you think that the stuffing is the dinner though? I hate stuffing. It's disgusting. Uh, stuffing's my favorite part. I love bread. <sighs> I just love bread. Um, like it makes the meal for me a really well prepared stuffing because it's all yeah, the it's all the elements of the again, turkey. Though. Really good stuffing you can do. Good really good, good stuffing. You. I you know. A, um, some sort of bread, like a, like a roll of some sort, yes. like crescent rolls were big. I, I don't know if you were the same kind of white trash my family is where we'd get the Pillsbury gimmicks. Oh, listen, uh, and a, pop a, a Pillsbury, either the the little dinner rolls, the, the circular ones or the crescent rolls. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. That little, I that little, eat. that little tiny little white doughy bastard. He knows what the fuck he's doing, yeah. man. Oh, you know Reddit he's got that shit. I, I can eat a whole box. I can eat a, a whole gimmick of those right now. He can. He he nails it every time. Well, you know what? My yeah. wife just is a very good cook and baker. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's funny. Growing up, my favorite, and this is a my my grandmother's, you know, German. So like, you know, they they vinegarize everything. It's sauerkraut and you know pickle salad mm-hmm. and all that. But my favorite was turnips. She made these turnips, and it was a it was a half and half mixed with mashed potatoes, and then she seasoned them. Blah blah blah. Oh man, I love them those turnips. And then since she passed, it's like no turnips taste the same. So mm. maybe that's one of those other deep things that we're getting into. You know what we wanted to do? And I know it's Christmas. Well, so I wanted to just do duck. I just wanted to do duck thoughts i i'm for it i like i i i love duck i haven't had duck in forever for those but, who never um, had duck duck is chicken bacon right yeah it's very fatty Greasy. yes yeah it, it duck duck fried rice is probably out is one of my favorite thai dishes there was this thai restaurant in bay ridge um, that had it really good, uh, fried ri- duck fried rice that I would I'd walk to go get, like two miles each way to go get it. Um, now, now, now the, but the yeah, no, like duck, I, I like a bacon bit, right? So because a, a lot yeah. of duck goes, a, a little duck goes a long way. Um, 
but the like a honey glaze like duck with like the like the skin done right. Oh, that. Oh yeah. Oh. I like the more like you know traditional. It's, it, it you get get me a little tiny leg. But I get that people are like looking at it and like, oh, Donald or Daffy or whatever. Yeah. Stupid ass duck. But if you knew, if you knew what ducks were really like and the the kind of soulless behavior that. Oh, they... ducks! Ducks are assholes. Um, on the show I used to do with my best friend Stephanie Sotilli, she talked about how when she was a child, a duck stole her jelly sandwich. So it is. We are in a fuck ducks household. Listen, I'll, I'll um, tell you this. You ever hear of the 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 either or one horse sized <coughs> duck or a thousand yeah. duck sized horses? Yeah, it's a, yeah. Okay. I think I think the horse sized duck Absolutely might be a tougher problem the than the duck sized horse. Because well in duck culture what ducks are out there doing they're, they're stealing and it's horrifying, but it's not jelly sandwiches. From the the other poor female ducks that are out there, no. And if you go then, into their anatomy, it, it's it's a whole corkscrew yeah. of of just bad. It's intentions. a bad time. It's a horrible thing. It's a bad time. So ducks, I feel like, even more so than turkeys, Matt, can get fucking murdered and eaten for Thanksgiving. I'm pro duck. Jesus, this year. buddy, fucking zero zero to a hundred quarry on ducks. God damn. Can I make a Hashtag. shout out to a a, a a a current event going on somewhere in the world? I oh Jesus! I I, I can't wait to see what. The Have f- you heard of it? Bird of the century I, this year, Matt. Oh, I heard. Yeah, John Oliver's been doing some shit with that, the right? Techie techie. Say it again with me, Matt. Bird of the century. Techie techie. It's going to be coronated on on Wednesday, which is tomorrow. So if it drops before this, you'll already know. And if it somehow doesn't win. With the with the with an HBO show backing it, good for them. Good for New Zealand. Mm. Good for all the Kiwis. That was the worst New Zealand. All right, then all we're time. gonna go. Ch- I try though. We're gonna chunder down under there, and uh, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm I had well, the, dinner, the, the, the but I'm still hungry. The people who run hungry. it are the bid organization. So I can say <laughs> bid the way they say it, because all you have to do is just imagine being a. And just say it like that. But the poo techie techie. Look it up if you're listening. It's going to be the bird of the century. And with the the fabulous bird that is the, we'll we'll call him the Pauly D. Swan with a mullet. (laughs) As my wife roasts me. Let us just say, fuck you, ducks. (laughs) 